I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties here in Louisville. And it's Wednesday. It's inauguration day. Today is the 20th of January. And as always, I am excited to bring to you today's topic. It's something that's been incredibly uh, prevalent in my communication, my conversation with my team, the people closest to me um, very recently. You know, I think it can't go, it can't be said enough, or maybe it can, maybe it's quite annoying to hear, but we're in unprecedented times. I was talking to a couple of agents here in the office this morning about the fact that we are at 1.5 months supply, extremely strong demand. We don't know where this real estate market is headed. Um, We have listings that sell in six minutes and listings that won't sell in six months. We have houses that are priced where they should that show 80 times in a matter of 30 days and we don't get the result that we're looking for. This is just a time, a time where things that you don't expect they come to fruition. They are happening. I'm not sure why, but what I do know is that a successful real estate practitioner is flexible enough to handle all of those curveballs. If you were if you were resilient enough to handle March or April of 2020, then you're certainly resilient, strong enough, credible enough to handle January of 2021. So let's talk about the, the thing that makes you most capable. And I may be speaking to those. This could be a refresher for those of you that are, uh, you know, in the business for a period of time that, you know, have been down this road before that this isn't your first rodeo. You've, you've, uh, you've saddled up and you've, you've lasted eight seconds before, uh, up on the bull, but, you know, we all get bucked from time to time. That's the truth. And a refresher is incredibly important for even those of us with the most amount of experience. And if that's not you and you're just the new to the industry agent that has yet to do this, that has yet to see what success and challenge looks like, what challenge is created by success, then this conversation is for you. So the, the general, the common denominator The common denominator of being able to deal with March of 2020 or September of 2020 or January of 2021 is the ability to effectively have difficult conversations, effectively have difficult conversations. I've done episodes about this in the past. In fact, I did an episode solely in my own voice about having difficult conversations. I don't know what episode it was. I'd have to go back and look, but scroll 
in iTunes, three or four swipes, and you'll find it. But that episode in and of itself was a reaction to a comment that a mentor, Mr. Tom Ferry, when he was a guest on this very podcast, told me, and that's was, that was, your income is directly proportional to your ability to solve big problems. So if you're able to solve big problems, I promise you, you can't do so without having difficult conversations effectively. So in the rest of the episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about this, and I'll apologize in advance if this is a little bit of stream of consciousness. Guys, I want you to know, um, I operate from a bit of an outline, so if you're looking at my notebook here, um, I, I, I marinate on the topic for the week for a few days leading up to Wednesday when we, you know, Seth and I get together and we... We, we, you know, turn the lights on and, and, and put the mic in front of me and I put the headset on. But I don't know exactly what I'm going to say when, when he presses go. I don't exactly know. And I think it's better that way. It comes from here and here simultaneously. Uh, but, but a few of the things that I want to get across in today's episode, talking about difficult conversations, talking about how to handle what's coming next when you don't see it coming there's there's just a few general themes, right? So I'm going to talk to you about four of those themes. And I'm going to talk about them independently. And I'm going to give you some sideline, you know, corollary kind of, you know, color commentary, if you will, along with each one of them. But number one, first key, absolutely, without fail, to challenged or difficult communication is honesty. You can't tell half the truth. You can't be a little bit pregnant, right? You have to tell the whole truth. There there is one truth. One truth exists. We live in a society today that seems to, you know, feel like there are shades of gray when it comes to the truth. You don't tell the truth to your advantage. You tell the truth. It doesn't have to be the brutal truth. That's a very different concept. You don't have to provide context in such a way that makes someone offended by the truth. The truth can't offend, that's for sure. Okay? But you must tell the truth. Honesty is first and foremost. Second, transparency. This may sound a lot like honesty, but it's not. It's different. Transparency is incredibly different. That's offering information that is pertinent to any situation without being asked for it, okay? If, if you know that there is pertinent details that are required for someone to make a good choice, that information needs to be known. Withholding context, you may be telling the truth, you may be being honest, but you're not providing the, the platform for a client or a team member or your family member, if we're talking about your personal life. And I think that's, a, that's an important, we'll come to that. But you're not providing the platform for them to make the best decision possible. Again, I told you it was stream of consciousness, so it, it occurs to me that this can apply to anywhere in your life, not just your real estate business. And I submit to you that as you become a better real estate agent, you do so by becoming a better person. And also be becoming a better person makes you a better father, makes you a better daughter, makes you a better aunt, makes you a better grandmother, makes you a better child makes you a better sibling. 
whoever's listening to this and however you're applying it to your life, apply it to your business, apply it to your career, apply it to your personal life, and it will not fail you. I, I know this is there is no opportunity for you to give me any response to this question, but I think it it could definitely be asked that we all have to have difficult conversations in both business, professional, and personal lives, no? I think so. All right, so honesty and transparency, third, and you know, as impactful as any, may come third on the list, but is energy. Energy. Now, those inside this office, now this is not, and this is not a, you know, fuzzy around the edges, philosophical, you know, feng shui kind of energy like mumbo jumbo, right? That's not what I'm getting at. Mike, I'm getting that I'm giving, I'm putting out right now a certain energy. It takes a certain energy to stand behind this microphone and speak with conviction about the things that you believe to be true that you find will help someone else. That takes an energy. Also takes me and takes an energy for me to walk in this building every day with my shoulders back and my head up and help the people around here that have signed up to follow me feel comfortable about their pursuit. It, helped, it, it takes a certain energy to get a phone call at 8 a.m. by one of your most promising agents, whether that person called me or I called them is irrelevant, but to have a conversation at 8 a.m. with one of your most promising agents who has been slaying it the first couple months in the business, just absolutely laying to waste the competition, just shooting out in front of all expectations and hear that they're a little discouraged. Now, from a contextual standpoint, this person doesn't know what's a fast start and what's a slow start. All they know is they ain't where they want to be. But having the energy built, presented, giving off the certain amount of energy that allows you to have the appropriate conversation at the appropriate moment to help that person understand, look, I, don't, I know you're feeling like a failure right now but it couldn't be farther from the truth and have them walk away understanding to stay that they need to stay the course. All right. So that energy is incredibly important. I'm going to come back to that here in a minute. Um, willpower, willpower. We've talked about that. Number four is willpower. So it takes a lot of will. Will is part and parcel to energy. Having the will to go to the well one, two, three, four times, whatever it takes to help someone hear the message that they don't want to hear is incredibly important. When, you're, when, you're, when you bring the energy and it's tested, it's met with resistance, that is where your will picks up. Your will when you know that something is right, whether it be something, I don't want to say trivial, but something, you know, more business and transactional, something as simple as, you know, a seller trying to get their home sold and you know that you recommended a lower price to start and they insisted on starting high and they conveniently forget that fact and start to slowly turn on you to believe that you are the issue because we all know that there's only two reasons why a listing doesn't sell. It's price or the agent, period. 
And if it ain't the price, it's the agent. And the client never wants to think it's the price. You're the one that has to help them understand that that's the issue. Because And, and do or do not at your own benefit or peril. So once again, I tell you, when your energy, transparency, and honesty are met with resistance, that's where your will comes in. You have to stay the course. So once again, the key to being successful in any situation, regardless of how great, how difficult, and, and once again, um, I think it's okay that we can say that success delivers challenge as well. Just a different kind of challenge. I have agents in this office that sell tens of millions of dollars of real estate per year. And their problems look a lot different than the agent who just started this trying to make their car payment. But it feels the same. The stress, the frustration, the despair, it all feels the same to that person when they're in it, right? It's easy to forget the times where you struggle to make your car payment when your problem is now not seeing your children because you have too many clients that need too much of your time. But trust me, those problems are very real for the person in that situation at that moment. So I go back to something I talked to you guys about on last week's episode. What do you want? In any situation, okay, last week we talked about what do you want in life? What do you want from your year? You know, we talked about the arbitrary nature of goals and the time constraints of one year versus the next and how there's no difference in December 31st and January 1st, but somehow we assign some importance, but that's okay. That's not where I'm going with this. I asked you, what did you want out of your year? Now, what do you want out of any situation? That's the question you have to ask. What does your client want? You know, I can reflect recently on a a listing that I worked on with, with one of my best agents where once again, we recommended a price seller wanted to push a little further. We were skeptical, but the market's crazy. Look, this is not science. This is pseudoscience, right? We, we take and we understand we, we, we make, we use intuition based on facts. How you apply your intuition is a very real part of how you arrive at a price. That's, that, that's it. That's it. There's no rubber stamp. You don't pick this thing off the shelf at Costco. This house is worth this or it's worth that. And it's my opinion. Either way, an appraiser doesn't even get a rubber stamp. And we, any of you who have been in real estate any amount of time know that the appraiser's opinion of value is sometimes complete bunk. So anyway... What, is, what do you want or what, and what does the other side want out of any situation? A little, little piece of advice. Ally yourself with six, the decision maker's success. Okay? If the seller wants to sell the house, they want to sell it fast, they want to sell it for the most money, ally yourself with those efforts. We didn't tell that seller that we wouldn't take their listing because they wanted to overprice it by a few thousand bucks. That's not how you win in today's market of 1.5 months supply. You take the listing, you then set the precedent and the expectation, knowing they're going to forget, and you're going to have to re-address the issue. But when you do so, you come at it from a positive energy, with honesty, transparency, and willpower, 
to resist the pushback that you're going to get. Now, let's talk about energy just a little more important, a, a little, little, little more. Let's expand on that a little more. Energy, and I guess all of these for that matter, Will's prob- the willpower is not going to show up early on, but as it pertains to honesty, transparency, and energy, those are precedent setters. How you enter a relationship is incredibly important as a precursor to how you deal with adversity later on. So in the example of my seller, had they not known me to be honest, transparent, and having great energy, okay, and inspiring energy, then when we met adversity, would they have trusted me to help them solve the problem when things didn't go the way they expected? I would submit to you that it would be much more challenging. This is why it's incredibly important in any business relationship that you express your value proposition, regardless of how much, how sold the person is on you. Now, traditional sales in a transactional environment will tell you once you have the sale, shut your mouth. And, and there's some truth to that. You know, but how you build out the infrastructure of your business, your staff, the way that you communicate, how you do it, all those things, um, they play a role in this. But, you know, when I walk into a relationship, I have already established myself as an expert with an incredible amount of trust and credibility. And that, that sets me up to be transparent, honest, and bring great energy throughout the entire interaction. If I know someone's angry at me or has the potential, is angry either at the situation and trying to apply that to me, I meet them with with an insurmountable amount of positivity. It's really hard. I hope you're listening to this. If you hear nothing else from this conversation, I know I think I say that about once a week. If you take nothing else away from this episode, I want you to take a step back Quiet your mind and try to think of a moment where you were really, really angry at an incredibly happy person. When's the last time? I'll give you the, I'll tell you the answer. It never happened. If somebody's incredibly happy and you can tell it, you can't be angry at them. They're spitting nails mad at me. And I come at it with like an incredible amount of energy and positivity. I know it's coming. We all know it's coming. Do you cower and take your lashes, right? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a child of the 80s. I got spanked growing up, right? And I got sent to my room and I would sit there and cry as a five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, however old. I'd sit in my room and cry knowing what was about to come. What I didn't know then, because I was a child, is that the entire situation can be turned on its head. It just it's it's about your approach, right? It's about your approach. Client wants to sometimes they get mad. It happens. They want to tell me what for. I don't believe in you. I don't believe in your process. I don't believe in your people. I don't believe in your system. I don't believe in your marketing. I don't believe in your negotiating. Ha, tell me, I'll take it, that's fine. But you're gonna have to watch me smile while you tell me that. 
And then when I get my chance to talk, the energy comes back. Shoulders go back. Head is up. Body language is incredibly important. I I told you guys it was going to be a little fuzzy today. I'm a little off on a tangent. But I want to remind you, knowing what you want, knowing what anyone wants out of a particular situation allows you to approach a scenario with honesty, transparency, energy, and will. Understand that the moment you meet someone, you are setting yourself up to solve tomorrow's problems. Don't undermine those abilities. Plan on them. And if they never come, you're lucky. One last point before we wrap for the day. Plan, when you plan on those, look for them, be excited for them, be happy for them, because those are the opportunity to show your value, to show your worth. Rise to that occasion to solve that problem, to negotiate that repair request, to get that re- price reduction that gets the sale, to you know, help the buyer get early possession, anything anything put the you know i mean don't get in your pocket unless you have to to solve a problem but use your wits use your energy use your transparency let me tell you something i know from the moment i talk to another agent whether i'm going to have my way without any opposition or if i've got my work cut out for me and that's the truth and that's from energy The people I want in this office are the people that come at me with energy, courage. You know, they say what they mean, they mean what they say. All right, there's a Jeff Pitts quote for you. As always, folks, it's Wednesday, so I gotta gotta make my shameless ask. Please give us some feedback. Reach out to us in any of the social channels. You're more than welcome to follow us on, you know, all the social channels. Send me a DM. The DMs are open I will respond to you. Any questions you have, ask them in the in the Facebook group. If you're a member, if you're not a Facebook group a member of the Facebook group, send me a request. I will get you added as long as you are a licensed real estate agent in Louisville. I will gladly add you along. No business pages, please. Individual accounts only. But give me give me a request, and I'll get you added. I would love to have you as a member of our community. If you have questions, reach out. If you listen to us on iTunes, I would gladly, um, you know, or I guess glad, I would be very glad, that's the truth. I would be very happy if you gave us a five-star review only. Any review, any subscription, it helps us drive content to more people, uh, impact more lives through real estate. That's our goal here. Um, you know, it's, it's not that simple, folks. I don't have all the answers. I, I do have a fair amount of experience in a relatively short career. Um, but that's the thing. This, this is an interesting business. This is a business that has been very good to me and it is my goal to give back, especially to the Louisville community. So once again, I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties here in Louisville, host of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I, um, hope you come back next Wednesday. We'll see you soon.